You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, on this episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast, again, a short uh, five minutes of fatherhood, hopefully. Uh, the last five minutes of fatherhood turns into like 30 minutes, so <laughs> we're trying to keep this one short. And these episodes are just like a catch-up from week to week. Obviously, um, you know, the full episodes are, are with a guest uh, where we talk about fatherhood, faith, family, finance, and fitness. But this particular one, or these kind of in-between in episodes, these shorter, short-form episodes, are uh, are just as a means to catch up, right? Um, if you are following me on social media, if you're following the uh, the podcast on Instagram at 4FitFatherhood, the number 4 Fit fatherhood, then you have probably seen a variety of posts kind of leaning towards the the need for fathers, right? Over the last couple of weeks, that has really been the push, um, you know, the need for fathers in a child's life, uh, single parenting versus co-parenting versus, uh, you know, just absentee fatherism and all these kind of things, right? Um, so the one that the particular post that kind of caught fire this week is... Uh, is one by, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name, um, Nick, I can't even say it, um, Nick Kalamata, uh, I don't know, it's something Greek, um, super respected dude, uh, I'm actually, I actually just, because of this post, started reading his actual book, uh, which so far has been really good, um, it's about his transition from being a Marine Raider uh, back to being um, being a civilian, um, and the seven steps that he went through or is going through. Uh, in order to kind of overcome the loss of his identity, so to speak, and becoming uh, this new uh, new man, right? Um, I think I'm on like the second or third chapter. I literally started it today. So uh, kind of diving into it, I was actually finishing up Strong Fathers, uh, Strong Daughters by Meg, Me- Meg Meeker. Um, and so I didn't get a chance to jump right into his post, uh, which I mean, sorry, right into his book, which I intended to at, right after I did the post. Um, but I was I was instructed and, and guided towards reading this Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters book, which is uh, actually very good, um, especially if you're a father to a daughter. Um, I mean, father to a son, but father to a daughter, especially obviously Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters is going to be geared that way. Um, and what I what I gained from the two books, okay, and the post is. The importance of a father or the importance of a male role role model, a father figure, uh, a male influence, masculine energy is it just cannot be. It cannot be overstated. It's super important in a child's life. Uh, This book, uh, uh, you know, Strong Father, Strong Daughters just hammers, hammers, hammers home how important it is for you to be present in your child's life from start to the end of your life, right? Uh, and that's uh, hoping that your child outlives you. It, it can't, like everything in their life is reflective of your relationship with them, 
Okay, as a as a as a man raising a son, as a man raising a daughter, um, your son is going to be who you are and who you're not. Right. So who you what you model to that child. Right. You're modeling for your son who you want him to be as a man for your daughter. You're modeling the type of men she's going to have in her life. And so while you may be pursuing your own goals, dreams and ambitions, you may be thinking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm the parent. I'm more important. Um, and I hear that a lot. You know, you do as I say, not as I do, or, or just kind of parent and, and, you know, kids are supposed to fit into your life. Um, while I get that, that is not exactly how things work out. Right. And, and they do. They can. Right. I think we come from a generation of where it was like, you know, parents just do and you do what they say. Um, and we can kind of see how some of that has turned out. Right. Some of us are great in spite of some of us are not so great because of. Uh, and then some of us are in between. But <clears throat> again, the book reinforces the importance of a father and a daughter's life um, from start to finish. And I think it's super important. So definitely a book you guys got to check out um, now to the post uh, from Nick. Right. The post. Uh, and here's a couple things that happen. Right. People see the post uh, and the initial uh, phrase that he uses is men should be warriors. Men should be a, every man should be a warrior. Uh, he should be an absolute monster right um people see that and immediately they they're uh, reminded of jordan peterson right because jordan peterson says something very similar uh on his podcast and then again on joe rogan's podcast and then joe rogan has repeated it um and so there's there's been an abundance of people who have repeated this uh this phrase that you should be a monster and then you should be able to control it right you should be uh, a beast and then be able to control it now a lot of people in the comments are frustrated right they're tired of hearing it uh, it, it's, up, it's upsetting. It's the same old thing. Everybody be a warrior, blah, blah, blah. Right. <clears throat> but the message is the message. Right. If you don't agree with the message, then maybe the message is not for you. Right. If the message stings you a little bit, maybe the message is for you and maybe you should take some action. Right. I think there's a lot to say about what a warrior is and what a warrior isn't. Right. I actually did a whole podcast episode on a warrior. Um, I'll, I'll try to find that uh, episode and tag it in here um, about what it means to be a warrior in today's society. Right. Different, different, different than, uh, you know, the warriors that we know of the past, different than uh, even the warriors we have of today. Right. Our soldiers that are going out and that are warriors uh, different. Right. Different when you talk about the average person. Right. The average person does not face an opponent with a weapon, typically. Right. We are not thrust into war. Um, and so it's hard for people to see the word warrior and not think of war. But there are daily battles that you face. There are daily struggles that you face. There are struggles that you're facing right now as you're listening to this. Right. Some of you are listening to the podcast while you're driving and that traffic may be a struggle. Right. Um, there are daily struggles. And what he's saying is by being a warrior, a warrior is not just the physical aspect of it. Right. A warrior is a mindset. A warrior is a is a character, a way you conduct yourself, a way that you uh, move through society. Right. Being a warrior is not just about going to war. OK. Most warriors are not at war all the time. Right. War times are war times. And then in those times where they're not in war, they're doing the things to brush up on their warrior skills. OK. In the in the video, he mentions uh, being in control of your body. Right now, if you just leave it right there, say be in control of your body, people will probably run with that and be OK. Right. But then he follows that up and he says, uh, if you're fat, get unfat. 
and and I think the word fat it's like a derogatory comment, right? The country is suffering with obesity, right? At, at large, a large majority of the people in the, comp- in the country are suffering from obesity. And so when you say the word fat, it hurts people's feelings, right? Which is a problem because currently in America, everyone gets in their feelings when you say something that they don't like. So if you look at the comments on this post, there's tons of people who are upset that he said fat, the word fat, right? It's like a bad word. It's like the F word, right? Um, and they totally miss the being in control of your body, right? I think and I'd, I'd have to ask him, and hopefully I can get a hold of him, get him on the podcast. He's commented on a couple of these comments. But if we can go a little deeper, and there's a whole episode of a podcast where this came from. It's not just this 15-second clip. There's literally a whole episode. It's on John Bernal's podcast. I suggest you watch it. Um, but if we're going to take just this 15 seconds and we look at what he said, and he says, you know, be in control of your body. If you're fat, get unfat, right? Your kids are watching. Your kids are watching. Your kids are watching. If you are fat, this is where I took it. If you're a fat, get unfat. Cold. If you have a problem, solve the problem. Right? I think because the world has a large obesity problem and a lot of the men that we, you know, we see in the world or have a problem with their weight, it's this reality, right? A lot of people triggered by this comment have a problem with their weight. Um, if you have a problem, you solve the problem. Okay? Um, that's not like crazy to say. Maybe he could have said it nicely, right? Make you feel better about it. If you don't like the things, the way things are going, change it. Like, you know what I mean? If you don't like the way things are going, change it. Peter said that people might be okay with it, but at the same time, people are like, well, it's not that it's not that easy just to change things. Sometimes things are impossible to change. It's not up to you, and blah blah blah. Right? There's always going to be people who go against the uh, idea of them taking action. Right. I think that's the problem with a lot of America and a lot of people in general is that we don't want to take action and make things happen in our lives. We'd rather wait for things to happen and for someone to do them for us. Problem. Right. Um, so we've got that. Right. And then and then a lot of people are like, well, he had an opportunity right there because he had called us up to uh, to elaborate on what that means. And I don't think you need to. The point is very clear. If you have a problem, solve the problem. Right. If that is, in fact, it. And again, just taking a large sample size, there are going to be a lot of people who are overweight. There's a lot of people's complaints. Right. Being overweight is a problem. Right. But then also people are like, well, he should maybe say, you know, you control your mind and control. Like, OK, cool. So let's say we, we take that and we say we're going to control our mind. How do you control your body if you don't first control your mind? Like if you, if you just took what he said and you go to try to control your body, there is some part of that that is going to involve you having to control your mind, like your urges to eat, right? Being disciplined enough to go work out, being disciplined enough to eat a certain way, to drink enough water, to not indulge in the things that you don't need. That is all going to be you controlling your mind. The two go hand in hand. I posted something on, on another one of my uh, Instagram pages from um, – uh, dang, what's this guy? He just got canceled, uh, <laughs> in this world. Right. Um, dang, I forgot his name, but anyway, so he's basically saying like you, you control a strong body, strong mind, right? Strong mind, strong body. There's really no way around it. If you have a strong body, you have to have had a strong mind in order to accomplish that, right? In order to accomplish, uh, a, a strong body, you have to have a strong mind. And so in this, when he says control your body, you have to have control of your mind in order to do so. Right. People are like, well, getting fat or losing weight is not a good example for your children. I beg to differ because if you look at it, 
the way you look on the outside, if you take this for a moment, the way you look on the outside is a direct reflection of how you are on the inside. Like a lot of times you'll see people say, or you hear people say, if you go into someone's closet, the way that their closet looks is somewhat a reflection of the way that their brain works or the way that their mind is. It's cluttered. It's full of stuff, right? Some people you go in and the, the blues are right here. The T-shirts, the dress shirts, the jeans, everything is exactly where it's supposed to be. And in order, and you find those people in life are just like that, right? They're organized, they're detailed, everything is in order, right? When you go in someone's closet and shirts and pants and jeans and jackets are all mixed up, that person is usually like that in real life, right? So the habits that you have with your physical body also have some correlation to your mental health, okay? So here's the deal. If your kids see you go from fat to fit, what they will see or what they will notice is discipline, Dedication, commitment, hard work, belief, these things that you don't have to say to a child, but they see, oh, man, dad's hitting the gym. Dad's looking strong. Believe it or not, right? Believe it or not, every kid, every kid up to a certain age believes that their father is a superhero, the smartest man, the strongest man in the world, right? It is your job either to continue to uphold that, explain how it's not true, or let them down. Right. At some point, they look at you and, and this is why little boys want to race their dad. They want to wrestle their dad or girls want you to pick them up and hold them above your head or put you on them sh on their shoulders it's because they see you as the strongest person in the world. Right. This is why they ask you why everything. Right. This is why they ask you questions, because they think you are the smartest person in the world. Right. It is your job to continue helping them believe that or explain to them how you are not. But this is what you do. Right. When a child sees you go from being overweight to getting your life together, to eating healthier, to exercising, to being committed to your schedule and your routine, to putting your health and fitness as a priority in your life, they emulate that. They do those same things. They see it as, oh, man, my dad used to work out, so I work out. My dad ate healthy, so I ate healthy. My dad had a routine, so I have a routine. These are all positive things that a child can learn from a father going from fat to fit. Again, maybe he could have he could have uh, put this a little bit more eloquently. And actually, I think a lot of people see this and they go, he cursed a few times, said the F word a few times. And people are like, oh, my God, such a potty mouth. Your kids are watching. Yes, I get it, bro. But listen, the man was he was a, a Marine, special forces Marine for 12 years. OK, in his book. Right. He doesn't seem to me like a man that's not educated. Right. You don't elevate to certain levels of service without some level of, elo elo you know, some level of eloquence and, and understanding and, and mental fortitude. Um, you got to be a little bit smart, right? You can be a really good shot, <laughs> uh, a really good fighter, a really good, you know, grunt soldier, but you don't make it really much higher than that other than just because you spent time, right? This dude escalated the ladder pretty quickly because of his abilities, both physically and mentally, right? So to discredit him, by saying, oh, because he said the F word, he's not smart. It's, it's just not smart, right? Um, but here we go. So we got those two things, right? Strong father, strong daughters. Um, you know, the, the warrior book. And actually, dang, I, I can't even look it up right now because it's on my phone and I'm recording on my phone. Um, but I, like, like I said, those are two books that I suggest. I'll tag it in the, in the comments or something. I'll tag it in the, uh, in the show notes. Uh, but those two books are definitely something to read. Um, again, if you're following me on social media, I am pushing, pushing, pushing as we go into the end of the year. 
you know, the importance of you being there, being present. I, a lot of us are going to put our effort into getting presents, uh, you know, getting the gifts that our kids uh, want, uh, helping them celebrate the holidays as, as such. But the reality is, is once those gifts are unwrapped and they're played with, they care about who was there with them, right? Like, I can think about some toys that I got in my childhood that I really, like, really loved. But then I also remember who I got them from, right? Like, who – I remember when I was, like, seven or eight, my dad got me a set of Lincoln Logs, right? And I wasn't super into building. I wasn't super into construction. But I played with those logs. I built log cabins. I did – my sisters got in on it. We we turned it into a whole thing. We bought, like, little people to go with it and horses and – trees like we did a whole thing because our dad got that for us and he inspired in us something that i hadn't i didn't ask for lincoln logs i wouldn't even think about lincoln logs right but i remember who got me that gift i remember um i wanted a bike when i was younger um everybody had bikes i'm the youngest kid in one side of my family i'm the oldest kid in the other side of the family right so on my mom's side which we live closer to i'm the youngest so everybody had bikes i didn't have a bike my dad's side, I'm the oldest, so it didn't matter. You know, everybody's younger than me. So I wanted a bike because my older cousins had a bike. So my mom took me to the store. She's going to buy me a bike. Couldn't find the bike I wanted, right? My dad took me to the store, and all of a sudden, every bike was the one I wanted, right? Because my dad was going to give me a bike. He was going to show me how to ride the bike, right? He bought me a bike. It was too big, right? Because he was like, you're going to grow into it. We went out and rode. I fell a couple times, picked me back up, went to the store, got a smaller bike, I rode the bike that day, right? But what I remember is the time that I spent with my dad. I don't even remember what the bike, I remember what the bike that I fell off of looked like because it was huge. I don't remember what the bike was that I ended up with. I don't remember what it looks like. Don't remember the kind, the, the brand, uh, none of that. But I do remember learning how to ride bikes with my dad, right? So the importance is not being able to provide the gift. The importance is you being the gift yourself and being present and available in your child's life. Remember, uh, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, you are what matters. You matter to your child. Again, you're their superhero. Um, I posted something today uh, where where a, a guy was sitting in his car. He took his daughter to school. Um, and, you know, a daughter asked him to, to wrap presents. He said, well, you have to wrap presents with your mommy because daddy's not that good at it. Right. Little girl goes, well, daddy, I thought you were good at everything. You're good at driving. You're good at cooking. You're good at being a dad. And immediately, I knew what was going to happen next in the video, right? Next scene, he's crying because that means so much, right? No matter what's going on in your life, work sucks, life sucks, uh, it's cold outside, it's raining, you don't feel good, uh, you got flu floating around, RSV, all these things, right? All these things happening around the world and in the community, but your kid thinks you're the best father in the world. All that other stuff falls away. Right. You are immediately struck by the fact that that child loves you no matter what, because they think you're doing your best and you are the best that they've ever had. You're the best father that kids ever had. Even if you suck as a father, you're the best father that kid ever had. Right. So I need you to continue to push forward, man. These are your father forward moments. There are tough times ahead. There's no doubt about that. But if you continue to father forward, you continue to be your best, you continue to try to do the things that you need to do in order to be the best version of you, you can be, everything will work out. Okay. We won't know for sure today. We won't know tomorrow. We won't know for a month from now, but at the end of the road, when your children are adults, right, that's when you'll know if you've done a good job. So just keep going. 
right? There are going to be times where you make mistakes. You're going to mess up. There's going to be bumps in the road. There are going to be things that happen, challenges. All that's going to come up against you. But you need to make sure that you're doing what you need to do in order to make sure that that child is learning, growing, and loving. All right, fellas. That's it, man. 20 minutes in, and I'm out. Short episode. Hey, listen, the next episode uh, will be dropping probably Friday. Uh, you know, they'll probably come out back to back, but uh, this this one will drop today, next one Friday. Uh, get another guest episode. Super excited for the lineup of guests that we had lately. Um, I'm adding a couple of more. Like I said, this second this second uh, half of this second season is straight fire. First half has been fire. Add more fuel to the fire. Excited for it. Fellas, continue to father forward. Again, if you aren't following me on social media, you can find me at 4Fit Fatherhood, the number 4Fit Fatherhood on Instagram. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, share, let your boys know. Remember, build a brotherhood of fathers to help you through your journey. All right, man. Peace. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it. <laughs>